Greetings and welcome to the Friendship News Hour presented to you by Bummer Dude Media. Today is June the 27th, 2022. My name is Frank. His name is Alex. Have you ever heard of the saying, may you live in interesting times? No. Well, it's an English saying that's actually derived from a Chinese curse, which has never made more sense than today. (laughs) Fair enough. Yeah. I like it. It's poetic. Yes. So I guess we're there. Yeah. Times are interesting. Are we jumping right into these times or are there any pleasantries to be had? No, I am just, I'm just saying times are interesting. (laughs) It's just a general observation. Just see, see, we. Yeah. How you doing? Good. Good. Uh, relaxing weekend. Didn't really do too much of anything that I can think of that was too crazy. Went to a family reunion in the middle of nowhere, Illinois, mm. and that was cool, though. Good spread of food. Good people. Nice. Just played some tennis and uh, pickleball, man. Really getting into pickleball lately. I don't know if you've ever participated, but... I've been told that uh, I need to do it. Good time. It's like it's uh, tennis meets ping pong, but if you don't like all the movement of tennis... And still like the idea of a paddle sport, it is for you, I promise. (laughs) Doesn't it get kind of a bad rap? Uh, It's like an old person's game. I think it was kind of meant for old people, but like- Oh, really? When you, yeah, because it's you play with like a wiffle ball basically, mm. so your reaction time is way like more. You know, like it's it's not moving nearly as fast. It's not bouncing and going all crazy. Like it's just pretty reasonable, like how it travels. So it, it's just it it's something that they can do without hurting themselves as much. But like when you get together with you know four athletic people that can play or two, it's it's it can still be a really good time. It's a good workout for sure. I've never seen a pickleball court empty. Yeah. It seems to be incredibly popular. Yeah. Blowing up. Yeah. I don't know why it's, but it is. Yeah. It's like our version of racquetball, I guess, in like the eighties. I love racquetball. You play racquetball? Never have played it. No. (sighs) Racquetball is the best. I I don't understand it necessarily. Like, like I hit it and then once it bounces off the wall, then you hit it and then I have to hit it. You're in a rectangle. So there's walls on every side. Mm -hmm. Some of them have openings way up high. If the ball goes out, then it's out. You replay the point, but there's lines. So you, if you're in the front, you hit the ball, it has to hit the wall and then pass a certain line behind you in order for it to be good. And then after that, it's fair game. So once the ball hits the ground again, it can't hit the ground before the other person hits it against the front wall. And it can get there any which way you want. You can bounce off the side and go to the front. When I, when I first picked it up, I was a freshman in college and one of my football coaches was the, the coach for racquetball as a class. And it was just like a PE credit I needed to take. And this man was, I don't know, 50s. He could literally stand in a one square foot area, not move, and you would never score a point on him. Really? He wow. was just deadly with it. That's definitely an old person sport. Because you don't need... I liked it because I like to just run around the court, bounce off the walls. It's a lot of fun. If you're mm. good at the, the sport, you move as little as possible. Hmm. Sounds good. Yeah. yeah, it's fun. It's a good time. I like it. What about you? How was your weekend? Yeah, I had uh, uh, Jacqueline's uh, part of her family was in town. Nice. We went to the San Diego County Fair. Ooh. It's a great fair, dude. It's a lot of fun. They have, uh, you know, they got your old goats and cows. And the first thing we did when we got there was saw a little pigs race. Aww. That was that was dope. We got so one of her nephews. They asked. They 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 put the crowd in sections one two three four corresponding with a pig that's racing. And they do like three or four pig races and. During one of the races, they asked for somebody in the audience for each section to be the cheerleader. And obviously they pick kids. So her nephew got picked and um, he's standing up there in front and his his pig was number four. And dude, the whole family was cheering on number four. Like we had a hundred bucks on the damn pig, dude. We're like, let's go four, let's go four. <laughs> he ended up winning, dude. It was Did awesome. He? Oh, yeah, he ended nice. up winning. He got like a little pig snout thing and yeah, it was really cool. Tons of, you know, fried food and... I was going to say, yeah, you get the elephant ear, funnel cake, what do you do? Corn dog? No, dude, I'm almost ashamed to like say what I got because there's so much food. It's so overwhelming. I wanted barbecue, but there was like three or four different barbecue things and Mm. there was all kinds of crazy stuff. And I was hungry and the one place that didn't have a line was this, I forget, like this mediterranean place had a bunch of different fries and the guy there sold me on the pesto fries oh and i was like "Ooh, that sounds good it was basically just like mayo with a little pesto and put over fries Uh, okay and that's all i ate wow i know very disappointing but that's all good my fair food of choice is always a corn dog Mm. preferably foot long if they're there on the premises jacqueline got one did she yeah Yeah. they're they're so good man and then i always have to go with like a funnel cake i'm not a i'm not elephant ear guy Mm. funnel cake man isn't that the same thing it is. It's about the form in which you eat it, though. 
And I think it tells you a lot about somebody. Do I need want one big ass piece of dough or do I want like an artwork looking cake that was specially made like a snowflake for me? That so I can I eat? not have a donut? You can have a donut. That's only one piece of dough. I mean, I, I, I get that, but that it's not a piece of dough that's like the size of two large paper plates. You know, if that's just, what do you do with that? I a donut you. you can hold and you. you can, you know, walk around like a normal human being. What about, and they serve this, a Texas sized donut, which is a donut twice the size of your head. And that's a really? big head. That's a large head. Uh, I've never seen this. That sounds amazing, though. Yeah, you look it up. Texas sized donut. Do you enjoy it like with a friend, or is this to be? Is I this guess. one of it's the fair? Texas sized donut. I've never seen this at any fair. Maybe we're just. It's not just close a. It's just Texas. a round glazed donut, just the size of Texas. Okay, this might make me reevaluate my one dough policy. <laughs> <laughs> that looks amazing. Yes, if it's glazed, put it in my fat fucking face. I guess they have um, Mexican funnel cakes, which is essentially just a churro in the form of a funnel cake. Ooh. With like whipped cream and strawberries. But yeah, I did. They had everything. Churros. They had uh, the Mexican funnel cake. They had a chicken sandwich that was like either marinated in or cooked with Kool-Aid. So it was like bright red. Oh. There's one stand every year, Chicken Charlie's, that does something crazy. And this was theirs this year. They had like a deep fried hamburger one time. They have a chicken sandwich and the buns are two glazed donuts. And that was like a big uh, deal when it came yeah. out. And then, uh -huh. And then now they added ice cream to it. Because why the fuck not? Why wouldn't you? Yeah, Jesus. God, we are a fat people, man. We are, dude. Think about what people in France and like other places think of us. I know. I know. <laughs> like when I went there, man, their large is like the size of our small drink at like oh, really? even at McDonald's, like even at a normal ass place like that we have here in America. It's just our sizes are just thrice, four times as big, man. It's wild. America. Just dude, give a speaking shit. of America, do you know July 4th is in one week? It is, yeah. From I today. just scheduled a golf round for that morning. Oh, nice. Yeah. Dude, that shit blows my mind so quick. America, man. God bless her. It's, uh, it's going to be an interesting one. Not many people are feeling very patriotic the last week or so. Maybe the last few years. Yeah. Morale is low in this country right now. Let's say that much. Yeah. <laughs> it is. It is low. I, I see it with uh, like a lot of people that I normally don't feeling down about uh about what has happened by now everyone knows roe v wade was overturned which is something that we knew already but i think we recorded our last episode like the morning of it was the day before or the day before yeah mm -hmm. then the news comes out i'm like oh of course well, i knew it was coming out last week i didn't know what time i thought it might have came out like right as we were recording last oh. week but it came out the, the day after on a friday which probably for the best but yeah man it's uh, a big deal i don't know i think we always kind of talk in hyperbole just in general just everybody Likes to make a big deal out of a lot of things. This is as big of a deal as anything that's ever happened in our lifetime, for sure. Yeah. As for, big, maybe yeah. not bigger, but definitely as big. I, I, yeah, I can't think of anything else that's as big of a decision that affects more people, per se, mm -hmm. in our lifetime, honestly. Yeah, yeah, agreed. I mean, you, you think of like major events, I don't know, I get like 9-11 is the first one that always comes to mind, right? Mm-hmm. And then, I mean, allowing like gay people to get married federally was a huge, huge ruling that affected a lot of people mm -hmm. in America. So that would be another one. But that's that's more like a yeah kind of ruling, not not right. the kind of ruling we're seeing here. That it's it's wild. I, I guess I and we're gonna we'll get into it. But I see why they did it. But it's just like why it, it feels like a backwards move to me a little bit. On this, like as I look at it from above. Have you gotten to read the de decision at all? No, I haven't had a chance to. Uh, I've read excerpts of it. One that uh -huh. was kind of troubling, actually. But no, I have not like sat and read the entire decision through. Is it, is it a long read? Yeah, I mean, it's a long read. I forget how many pages it is. Like 20, 30-something pages. But there's the, there's the main majority opinion in which everybody in the majority signed off on. And that's the opinion that then goes forth. And then each justice has their own option to write their own opinion that's part and parcel from the majority. So it's like, mm -hmm. I'm signing off to this majority decision. Here's my separate thoughts away from that. And then there's the dissent. And the dissent was twice as long, if not more than the actual decision. Yeah. It's, it starts off by, by, by kind of giving everybody their, their fair play, right? Like kind of saying there are those that believe that abortion is a right for all women, no matter what. There are those that believe that uh, the life of the unborn is of utmost importance. And then there are those in the middle who believe some mix of the two is correct. So, so he kind of gives everyone their, you know, which I think is, is more or less correct. Mm -hmm. And then, and then, you know, it's tough 
because of how emotional this is. I think that this decision was made correctly. Uh, how can you say that? It takes away the rights of women all across the country. It's reversed a right that's been in play for 50 years. How can you say that the decision is correct? Well, and I think in order to come to that conclusion, you would have to know what the Supreme Court does. And even more so, what the Supreme Court doesn't do. The Supreme Court doesn't grant rights. And the Supreme Court doesn't take away rights. In the case of Roe, it was the opinion that abortion was a legal right. The problem is that they took they took a lot of reaches to get to that point in in the respect of the of the Supreme Court because the Supreme Court's job their only job is to interpret the constitution. So in order for the Supreme Court to find that a law that is on the books is in, unconstitutional and that if that law is unconstitutional it affords the right to abortion to women then that would have to be in the constitution and the abor- and abortion is just not in the constitution. They had to look to the right of privacy and they had to look to substantive due process which I think when you were talking about a opinion that bothered you you were talking about justice claire's thomas and his yes his his suggestion that we go back and we look at all cases that were decided through substantive due process which if you were to look at it completely objectively and and say well if we're going to look at these cases through substantive due process and the subject matter is not taken into account then yes he's correct but the subject matter that is taken into account is gay marriage and uh i forget the other cases that he that he singled out. But these other cases were ruled in the similar fashion that Roe v. Wade was, which was the Supreme Court said, we believe this right to be something that is that should be in America. So we are going to reach out further than we've ever reached out into the Constitution and make a case for it and then make it law, which is what they did with Roe. After Roe, as science began to develop, then there was Casey. And Casey versus Planned Parenthood developed it it further solidified Roe and then it developed the viability uh, uh, standpoint. And so before when it was, it was the first trimester. Now it's whenever the child is out of the womb, whenever the child is viable out of the womb, which was 24 weeks, but now we know it may even be earlier than that. So it's all very arbitrary. And the, the problem that we're running into here is now the Supreme court is the arbiter of abortion, right? Because of the way that it was decided now they're the judge, jury, and executioner, pardon the pun, of what abortion is and how it works in the United States. It's not their job, right? They don't, they don't make rights. They don't make laws. They don't make policy. They interpret the Constitution and then the law follows. So Casey gets decided. We're now at viability. And now every state that is of the opinion that the unborn life has rights and should be defended as such are now legally shut out of this conversation. They, can, they don't have a say because anything up until vi- viability is against the law to make a law about until now. And we have this Dobbs case in Mississippi and Mississippi made a law that said, we want to ban abortions after the 15th week, which if was the national standard would still be the most liberal abortion law in like all of developed the developed world. It's still incredibly liberal. So they said we wanted at 15 weeks and then it went all the way to the Supreme Court. And their argument at the Supreme Court was that, well, first they're asking, can we put a limit on abortion that is under the limit of viability? And can that be constitutional? If so, Roe must be stricken down because then the argument for Roe falls apart completely. So they had debates at the Supreme Court, Mississippi, the state of Mississippi, and then uh, those representing Dobbs came and they argued and they brought all their pro-life and their pro-choice lawyers and they argued. And the Supreme Court decided that Mississippi does have the right to create that law. The reason that Roe can be overturned is because they used substantive due process to create the law. What substantive due process means is that the government cannot infringe on your right to life, liberty, pursuit of happiness, whatever. So the argument in, in favor of abortion is that if you if you wanted to get an abortion and you weren't allowed to, then the government was infringing on those rights. And in order for that to be the case, using substantive due process as your legal reasoning, there would have to be historic basis for this in United States culture, history, what have you. There had to be something that you could point to and say, in our history, it was like this and has been like this. And now we're going in the wrong direction. In the case of abortion and Roe v. Wade, everything before Roe v. Wade made abortion illegal. All the laws that were on the books in the states before Roe v. Wade made abortion illegal. 
So the Supreme Court is saying, well, there's no history for legal abortion in the United States. So to use substance due process as your legal reasoning to grant abortion rights is factually incorrect. And you're kind of creating this right out of thin air. And that's not what we do. And we did that. We gave it 50, 60 odd years. Things didn't get better. As a matter of fact, they got worse and more decisive. So what we're going to do is we're going to correct the mistake that we made. We're not going to use substance due process as the, as the way that we determine whether or not abortion is a right in America, because that is not historically what it's been. We are going to push this to the states and we are going to allow everybody to make their policy arguments that they want to make state by state, locality by locality. And then that conversation could be had at the micro level, because the way it's going now is that we're shutting it's, it's, it's all or nothing. We're shutting one side out completely. And that's not fair to anybody. And so now it is up to the people and the representatives to decide what abortion policy should look like, not the Supreme Court. And to me, that's more or less correct. I understand what, what they're saying, basically. And they're basically saying, like, we don't want to keep dealing with these cases. Like, this is not our, like you're saying, we're not the arbiters of abortion. I get that for sure. But I, like like you kind of close with there, just because you may live in a, in a state that is more conservatively leaning, and like, I think there's like 10 states now where it's just like banned. It doesn't mean that the people that disagree with those that are in power should have their rights and women just across the country should have the rights just stripped from them and have like no options here. Like that doesn't, that's not America. That, that, that's not freedom at all. Like these people are elected officials and they've been elected by whatever party is stronger in that area. But like, that doesn't mean that the rights of the losing party are just thrown out of the window during these times that they're not in power. Like that, that's, that doesn't, feel like what America should be. Like that sounds like basically like England rule and what we escaped from just in smaller pockets, which we would call states. Well, I think, yeah. And I, and I think you're making the exact same point for a pro-life position when Roe v. Wade came into law, because now if you're in a pro-life position, when Roe v. Wade comes into law, all of the sudden your, your ability to fight for the, for the, the life of the, of the unborn now is, is, has been limited in some incredibly irrational way by a, a, a branch of government that does not have the right to do so in the first place. But why is that their fight to fight for what someone else does with their body? That's none of their business at all. Like them caring about these lives. Like, are those people donating to social programs? Are they adopting kids? Are they doing all these different things where they could actually make an impact on people that are here? Instead of like trying to like stand on a soapbox and act like they're they're better and they care more about life because they want to, you guys are murderers, like all this different shit. It's like, why is that any of your business? That's what I've never understood. Like, you can be the the arbiter of fighting for life and all these things that people talk about, but then like, what this is really going to do is just increase poverty everywhere. All people that complain and bitch about welfare and all these programs that help these communities are now just going to be bitching more because all of those communities are going to be way more overrun with with kids and, and families that don't have options. And it's like you care about the life, this life that you care so much about. You care about it when it's a baby, but then once it's born and becomes like a member of society, you could give a fuck less about it. So that, that's what I never understand with these pro-lifers, man. No, I hear you, man. And, and, I, and I, I, I can appreciate your view on that, as cynical as it might be, because it, you know, I, it's I, cynical, I, I but it's true, bro. Well, I'm I think sorry. it's, yeah, I don't think it's baseless. I don't, I don't think you're just, you're just saying it just to say it. I, you know, I think that there's a lot of truth to what you're saying, but, but we have, we have to kind of, we got to zoom out a little bit, right? Because on, on the one, on the one end of the folks that are, that are very upset by this decision and, and, and believe it was incorrectly decided that pendulum was the same 60 years ago when it was decided against somebody else. And the problem that the, the, the crux of all of it is that there's no room for debate. It was a right granted out of pretty much thin air that didn't exist before and set very hard line limitations based on arbitrary things. Okay. So, so even yeah. if you think that somebody shouldn't be able to make that decision based off of their idea of whether or not the unborn should have rights or not. The point is, it wasn't the Supreme Court's job or, or decision to make in the first place. And all that we've seen from them doing that is that it's been bitterly, bitterly, bitterly decisive because there's no wiggle room. And, and you can see that, you know, abortion in New York can go to basically after the kid's born. We've seen cases in Virginia where people are saying, yes, like the, the option exists that if a, a, a child has actually been born or is crowning, what have you, then you have the option to terminate that pregnancy, right? So you, you go from one extreme 
to the other. And you have people saying like, no, listen, I don't want to be part of this, but they don't have For the sure. recourse because all of this in any other realm of, of American society is handled through policy and policy is handled through legislators, through your, your, your congressmen and through your senators and then ratified by, by the president. And then the Supreme court can look at that if it has to go to the Supreme court. And then they say, you know, constitutionally, this is wrong. Constitutionally, this is correct. And that's their job. Their job is not to create the right of abortion in thin air. And that was their whole decision. Even Justice John Roberts, when he created, when he, when he made his own concurrence, which is basically half of a concurrence, he, he said he wanted to strike down Roe v. Wade because legally and constitutionally it was decided incorrectly, but that he didn't want to remove the floor for abortion for everybody. So he's basically like a coward saying he wants to do, he's going to do this, but he doesn't really want to do this. And he's sorry for doing it because he knows what the implication are going to be. All of these justices know what the imp implications of striking down Roe v. Wade are going to be. And they made it anyway. So how you could see that as anything else other than an attack, I understand that. I get it. It seems like a direct offensive, particularly on women, but on bodily freedom and autonomy and all, all the rest of it. I get it. I understand it. However, and maybe if it's, maybe it's only this one case and I'm disillusioned, but to me, it seems the correct way to go about it to allow the states and the people who want this to be a part of their community to have the say-so. Because constitutionally, whether it's right or wrong or indifferent, the right for abortion has never existed in the United States before Roe v. Wade. Yeah, but that their say-so shouldn't override. It's not their say-so. It's not, it's it, not their, their say-so. Their, their votes should not override the other voice that is in the in the state for like but it doesn't. a basic human right, though. It, it doesn't. It will, though. It, well, maybe. So you're saying in Texas, people are still going to be able to get abortions with, with Roe overturned? There's still going to be an option? There well, no. There, 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 there will be legal battles, and it will go on, and it will drag on for some time. I'm not saying it's, it's like, I've said it before. It's not fair. It's not unfair. It's the law. It's not their job to determine what Texas is going to do about abortion, what Mississippi is going to do about abortion. It's their law to determine, it's their job to determine whether or not constitutionally these, these states and these entities mm -hmm. have the right to do what they're doing. If they're saying that Mississippi has the right to ban abortions after 15 weeks, then they can't say, well, Texas can't ban abortions at six weeks. They're saying if Mississippi has a right to do it, then Texas has a right to do it all the same as New York and California. And now these states are going to decide what their policy is going to be. Or if you're Joe Biden and Democrats and you have total control of the, the, of the government, you could make laws federally on the books that grant that right. Sure. You could put a law, you could pass it through Congress, pass it through the Senate because you have control over everything and you can make that a right. And they're not doing it. And to me, that is the most important question here. Why are they not doing it? I think they tried to push something through that got struck down back in May. Let me, let me see. I doubt it. I think I would have heard about that. It, I, I, I have my reasons why they won't. But there's call to, you know, take to the streets and protest and be nasty and fight and, you know, which is fine. Do whatever you're compelled to do. Uh, what I'm saying is that we, we've been given the tools and the guidance and the direction on how to make this legitimately something for everybody. It's not through the Supreme Court, which is what obviously we know that now. So why isn't there something in play immediately? If you have control of the government and you can pass something that makes sense, why don't you do it? Why? And you could say, you could say women shouldn't have to have legislation determine whether or not they have the right to an abortion. And to that, I say, yeah, probably not. Probably not. But again, that isn't the reality. The reality is that we're here. And if there's a way to get, if there's a way to guarantee these rights, then we can do that, but we're not doing it. And my, 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 my own question is why not? Why, no, why not? I don't disagree with that, but I guess the, the thing is that they had, the right has been a right. And, and now because of this decision, it's been, it's been taken away. And, and it's, it's like these, these, all these people, especially in these states that have these trigger laws set up, like don't have an option. Planned Parenthood has canceled all of these planned abortions already. Like they don't have states. a recourse in the, in the states, in the states that have these trigger warnings. Yeah. And it's just like these, these people don't have options now and the, maybe they're going to travel, I, I guess. And that's what I'm thinking is maybe there'll be programs that get set up to that will pay for your travel to different states and, and all this, these things. But it, it's just, it's just wild to me. And then, and then I just like think about, I think about like the 13th amendment, bro. And like slavery, slavery was legal here for a hundred years in our history when we first became a nation. Mm -hmm. And you know, it, it, 
infringed on people's rights. We went to a whole fucking war about it. Mm-hmm. And then we have we eventually passed federal legislation with the 13th Amendment, which added to our Constitution because these words were not in our Constitution. And it gave people the basic fucking right of freedom, right. which is what we're supposed to be about here in this country. And it, it's just wild to me that like that now in 2022, we're facing something else having to do with freedom and, 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 and rights. And I understand it's not the Supreme Court's jaw, like, job to handle this and whatnot but like it's gonna have to be made federally like it's gonna have to be bro because that it's a basic right it's a medical procedure on someone's body you even are able to say what you want done with your organs after you die so you're basically saying that like a corpse has more rights than a woman these days which is it's that's insane dude if i write on a piece of paper i don't want my organs harvested after i die they will not fuck with me and that's 100 percent legal so like to to strip these rights away from people is so wrong, especially from the party that like does little to none to help the people that this will really, really affect. So that that's where I really have a problem with it. Like, you know, I lean more conservatively in a lot of things, but like when it comes to something like abortion, like I, even though I'm not necessarily pro abortion myself, like we cannot let these parties like dictate this morality onto people, dude. It's, it's wrong. In my opinion, it's so wrong. People should do whatever the fuck they want to do in this regard. I, I just, I, I don't know. It's, it's, it seems like a huge step backwards. And then to hear a Supreme Court justice from the same party that's in the majority in the court right now talk about stripping away gay marriage and talking about like birth control, like stripping away condoms, contraception. It's like, what, what are we doing? This literally sounds like The Handmaid's Tale. Like we joked about it last week, but like that's it's more a reality now dude I, I know but that see that i have i have an issue with that language because it's not like it's not even like you're saying it's you're saying it's like banning abortions it's it's not you, you can't look at the supreme court and say that you're banning abortions because they're not just in the same way if they were to strike down um and i forget the name of the case but whatever the case was about gay marriage that if they're banning gay marriage it's like no there somebody had brought to them a case that challenged the law that was already in place right this mm. is something that has happened throughout our history and they took an objective look at what was on the books and they said, this is wrong. And it's not about a woman's right to choose. It's not about what is, again, fair or unfair. It's about what is the law and how does it look in the lens of the Constitution? And if you're using all these far reaching things to put into place, quote unquote, rights that you think are should should be in place for everybody, then you're using raw judicial power in order to more or less legislate what goes on in this in this country you're you're, you're creating policy through you know really just thin air when you hear you hear this this term often if you're paying attention to this kind of stuff and, and it's and it's you know packing the court it's it's there's no real law that says that there needs to be nine justices or maybe there is and they can change it but they want to expand it so that the court can now push through all of these policy decisions that that we want to have happen. You hear a lot more of this from the left than you do the right. And I think just right now, because of the way the pendulum has swung, that, yeah. that the conservative leans is, is a little bit more conservative leaning on the, on the Supreme Court. This branch of government is not here to say that you can or cannot have an abortion. They're here to say, is it constitutionally legal for this to be in place? And if they can correct the decision, there was a, a senator and, and he tried to make a point. I get the point he was trying to make. It came out totally wrong. Uh, senator uh, uh, John Cor- Cornyn, when Barack Obama had tweeted out his response to what happened in the Supreme Court, he, he said, now do Plessy versus Ferguson or Brown versus Board of Education. A lot mm-hmm. of people took that as like he wants those things overturned. The point he was trying to make was that there have been times in the Supreme Court's history where they have reversed course on things that didn't make sense. For example, Plessy versus Ferguson, Brown versus Board of Education. How people took that as him saying he wanted those two things dismantled. Um, but they have they have precedent in, in changing things. Their whole problem with the dissent, with the, with the three justices that that were not in the majority here, the the majority's uh, a response to the dissent was that. You in no way at any time during your set take into consideration the fact that there are people out there that legitimately want to protect the life of the unborn. And so what you're saying is that if we continue on this path, that we leave absolutely no avenue for these people and that the the right to choose abortion supersedes the right to protecting the unborn life. And you may think that way. I may think that way. But you can't just say the Supreme Court has the ability to make it so. 
you get what I'm saying? But their ruling is what dictated the policy for the last 50 years. So like they they have power in this and their their ruling now is what has allowed it to become illegal in, in these trigger states. Like, it has so given like, power back to the people. They've stripped the power yeah. from the Supreme Court and they have put it back into the states. And now the states have their ability to choose. If these states like Texas choose that they want it to have in six weeks, that is where you need to focus your efforts because it's not the Supreme Court. Yes, the Supreme Court held that standard federally because they made it a right so that if you were to go against it, then you would be going against it constitutionally. But there is no constitutional defense for abortion. It just doesn't exist. It was made. It was created. There wasn't when it was written for for slavery and for freedom. And there what there is now due to a law passed by Congress. And now an it's amendment const- amendment to the constitution, it, which is something completely different. But it's now part of the constitution. It's Correct. an amendment to it. Yes. Correct. So it it can be done. Absolutely can be done. Absolutely. That's why I said there's all this like in the short term. There's going to be a lot of pain. Mm-hmm. And it sucks, dude. Like, I don't have any, I don't have any defense for that. I can't sit here and say it's all going to be great and this is perfect and we're all on the right track. No, man, like in the short term, there's going to be some pain and it's going to suck. And the people that are going to be affected by it are going to be women almost exclusively. This is not hundred percent true. There are definitely men that have benefited from abortion. Um, but yeah, yeah, there's, there's going to be some pain and there's going to be some legislation. But to say power to the people about it, I disagree with that power to the majority in the state you live in that's not necessarily Which power are the to people because this strips power this strips power and freedom for many more people than it does give power to people it gives power to one side in this in this argument and if you feel so strongly that that the unborn's rights are supremely important and you live in california your daughter can go get an abortion without your consent do you know what I'm saying? You need parental consent for an abortion if you're under 18. Okay, then you're you're 18 or whatever. You know what I'm saying? Like like you can go you can go do that in California, and and you can do that at almost any point in your pregnancy. And if you're somebody who's pro life in California, you have no recourse there you- because it's none of your business or concern what someone else does with their body. Just like you're not there for the, there's no law in place to force people to get cancer treatment when they have cancer. It's, yeah. it's, it's an individual, right? If I get cancer and I'm old and I want to die or I want to do assisted suicide, like that is an, an avenue that a person should be able to take. It's, it's their own. It's like the 14th amendment, I believe is what it is. It's like, it's your right to your own procedural and, and health. Like it's, it's the right to your own health. Yeah. But I get that. But don't you think that there's a point, like, I don't want to live in a country where I don't even want to live in this state where at 22 weeks you can go and abort a child. I don't want to live in a place like that. That to me is sick. It's disgusting. And there's almost no justification for it in my opinion. But like you said, it's none of my business, but I don't want to live in a place where that is accepted. Because to me, if you look at a 22 month old, or excuse me, 22 week old uh, uh, unborn child and you say that is something that I'm you know willing to abort I don't one I don't want anything to do with you and I don't want anything to do with that culture that 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 allows for that to happen so at some point I I think that there's a hill to die on here if you're not a woman or you can't get pregnant and that is that we can and have gone far too much on this on this end in some places now there is the ability for if for these places to continue to go that route if they want to expand on their abortion rights if they want to or clamp down on it if they want to but what what you're describing is the beginning of the north and the south in our country it's going to be a, a, a division of states and we've talked about it before but where okay you go to texas you can't have an abortion but you can have all the guns you want and, and it's this is this is a conservative state and then in california come have your abortions you know all our social programs are free and you know yada, yada, and it's like complete it's going to be complete division between states and at a point that boils over to a war that, eh, that, eh, does how does it, it not? Does it? How does it not? The North, it's exactly what happened in the Civil War. Not quite. You're, not quite because you had slaves. <laughs> I mean, it's like it's something completely different. Look, if you're in a state that has a law on the books about abortion, you now know what the consequences of you living in that state are. So you're talking about mass reconstruction of how everyone in our entire country. Oh, I don't know. I'm not those. I'm not those people. What I'm saying is that it's not. I don't know that I would go to war for. I mean, that that to me seems like a, a little bit too much. We went to war over human rights. That's what we went to war over. We that, went, yeah, we, we, we went, went, went to war, war over the enslavement of people. Human I think rights. That, human rights. Well, yeah, I guess. But we, but we that, decided, you know, we need to boom this economy here in America. I don't know what we should do. Maybe we should import people from Africa and force them to be our slaves and have them build our entire economy for us. 
There's no law saying that's okay, but we built our entire country that way. It resulted in Abraham Lincoln using the Emancipation Proclamation to start a war mm-hmm. and fight for, and the two sides that were very divided on this one topic going to war and fighting for human rights. And the better side won in this case, obviously, and, and our country was able to pivot and change this great document that has the tenets for so many awesome things. But mm-hmm. we're able to take a look at that and say, we missed something. We fucked up or, or you know, we should have done this from the beginning or whatever, but like we are going to change this and make it right so the course of history of our country is better. And, and I that's hear you. what we need to do. And I hear you. And there is a recourse to making this federally available to everybody. Now, why isn't it happening? Yeah, I, no, I agree. It, yeah, the Democrats. Well, here's a dirty little secret. Poorly arranged. Well, here's the other thing. Americans polled throughout time, at least the last 20 years, overwhelmingly support Roe v. Wade. They support the right for a woman to choose to get an abortion. Overwhelmingly, mm-hmm. right? The redaction of Roe v. Wade is overwhelmingly unpopular. However, it will not drive people to the ballot box. It is not a winning issue. We know that for two reasons. One, there's no legislation right now. You knew this was coming. We had two months warning to draft legislation. So as soon as this happened, you introduce something, you have control of the government, you pass it through, boom, you become the heroes. So one, that's not happening. So to that point, though, it, they did try to make it happen. It, this was just in May of this year. The Democrats pushed to codify, codify, however you say that word, uh-huh. Roe v. Wade and, and make it federal law. That got struck down because of Joe Manchin by, by one vote. Yeah, well, wh- yeah, because they wanted it up to like, what, 22 weeks? Whatever Roe v. Wade is, they were just trying to codify, like, codify that into law. Like they were uh-huh. just trying to make abortion a federal right. And yeah. It, so I, they did try something. Yeah. Which, to their credit, they did try something. Now I think I remember this now that you're saying that, because Joe Manchin said there's no way, because I, 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 I remember him saying that he doesn't believe in, in Roe v. Wade the way that it's presented, and that he believes in the right to abortion, but to 22 weeks, he would lose he would lose his seat. He also kind of fucking hates the Democratic Party. Like, he, he, he's gone out of his way a lot oh, of yeah, times. He's a Republican to, in, in, in wolf's uh, or sheep's clothing. He is, yeah. Um, but yeah, they, so that vote went down 51 to 49. So he was the deciding vote. That would have made made it federally legal. And yeah. it would have been 24 weeks of viability. 24 weeks, yeah. There you go. So so that makes sense to me. He he votes for a 24-week uh, abortion limit, which is which is Roe, and uh, he loses his, his Senate seat. That's, it's as easy as that. And we'll, we'll see this again in November. That's the second thing. In November, this will do nothing for Democrats because... This is so far as as inflamed and as fiery as the talk and rhetoric is right now. This is not an issue that drives people to the ballot box. Inflation and the economy trump this 10 times out of 10. And we will still see that Republicans will take a majority of the House seats and even more in the Senate come November. And it will abortion will be a non-issue. And and that sucks, but it's it's true. Mm hmm. And you know how it's true also in, um, in 2008, 2009, president Obama, he ran on this. He said it, that he, that he would make a a, a portion number one priority in 2009. He had the majority in both houses of Congress. They could have codified Roe under federal law and, and made it, you know, uh, uh, stand forever. But we chose to go bomb the middle East. And that's just, it just doesn't win. It, do, it doesn't win. It's not as popular as people are making it out to be. The, the right for women to choose is a popular subject. People don't have any disagreement with that. Aborting babies up to 22 weeks, given what we know now in science, people don't, I mean, we just don't like it. And we've talked about it all the time. First trimester abortions, almost nobody has a problem with it. Almost nobody. Yeah. I don't understand why they're pushing for 24 weeks. For 22 weeks. Yeah. Doesn't First trimester. And it, or 15 weeks, like Mississippi, and it would still be the most liberal law in the developed world. This conversation, and, and here's another thing, man, I, I, I really do think that, that most of this is just inflamed to, to, to try and, and, and not lose as bad in, in November, because nowhere else in the world does this debate happen like it happens here in the United States. Nowhere else in the world. I can't, I can't come out here and say, like, I really, really, really dislike the idea of aborting a fetus that is... Uh, that is 20 weeks old. I just, I just think that that's an incredible thing without getting a ton of backlash about whether or not that's my opinion, because it's the woman who's deciding for her own, for her own body. And, and it's like, why is that? Why couldn't you ever see that somebody would have an issue with that? Why couldn't you ever see that? How, how that 
that idea, that, that mindset can permeate through an entire culture and really do a lot of damage. Do we want to be the people that, that do that? Or is it just not up to us? Cause the woman can just choose to do whatever she wants. You know what I'm saying? I, I, this, this debate, I don't know. I, to me, it's so much more clear cut than we're making it out to be. And it's so inflamed. It's so inflamed. It, there's middle ground. We know where it's at because we know how to ask people. We can get that data. We know what, what, what the majority of people think, but there's going to be people, you know, for example, that, that bill that didn't pass. Why wasn't it, uh, you know, why wasn't it 14 weeks? Why wasn't it something that the majority of people can agree on? Cause they're not going for the majority. Now, at least not anymore. They're not, it's all mm-hmm. one-sided. So Texas can do six weeks and Oklahoma can ban it outright. You're right. Our government needs to get their shit together because there needs to be some kind of policy in place to protect this to a reasonable amount of time and like protect people's rights in these places. It it just, it has to, like it it has to happen to say you you can't get an abortion past six weeks in a state is, is laughable. Like you, many people don't know they're even pregnant at that point. So it's just like, you're out, you're, but you're outlawing it. Like you're, it just, I don't know, man. It just makes me really sad to think about it's what, sad. Our, what our, what our country could be heading to with the, with division. And it, it's like, you, you want it to get better, but it feels like with each passing day, it's like more and more things. They just put up these walls in between people and, and now States. And it, it's just going to be, I, I just, yeah, I hope the Democrats can get their shit together and get some kind of legislation passed because come this wave of, I, I can't see a Democrat getting elected president in the next election. Yeah. So, I mean, come I this either. next this next wave, this next presidency, like, if there's not any kind of legislation in place for this, especially if Trump gets back in there, like, there won't be. And these uh, millions of women all around our country, who's supposed to be the land of the free, are, are going to continue to be stripped of their right to do this. And it, it's just, it's wrong. To Maybe. It's, it's wrong. Maybe. It's important to say that because it's not universal. And I don't, I don't like that, that language because it's not universal. It, it, there are plenty of places that, that are going to, you know, try as hard as they can to do with away with abortion as much as possible. I'm of the belief that we don't need to be a hundred percent united in this. I'm of the belief that 50 States separating autonomously, uh, under a federal society is how we were supposed to be in the first place. And so if you're in North Dakota and the majority, I mean, the overwhelming majority of people want to outlaw abortion outright, and you're in the minority, I mean, isn't that the democratic process at work? I know we're talking about women's rights. I know, I know what we're talking about here. I do. But to me, I can't, I, I, I gotta, I gotta also give credence to the fact that people want to protect that and they don't want that in their area. And that to me is okay. You know, we don't, I don't know why South Dakota needs to be on board with California and California needs to be on board with Texas. These people live different lives. They have different cultures and different values. They also think differently in all the different States. And just because a majority of one of people think one way in a state doesn't mean all the other people need to leave and go find new homes because they don't think that way. No, they don't. But that's the democratic process at work. And that's how it always should have been. That's how it always should have been. If it, 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 Look, if you, if you don't like it, I understand. It. I, I get it. But th- these are the parameters that we work with. And for better or worse, it's why we are this country that we are. Right now, a lot of people see a very dark cloud over the country. And I understand it. But this is the way it was supposed to work. And to me, that gives me... That does give me a little bit of hope because now we, I mean, like, honestly, I feel like we, we, we're at the point now where we can really have these individualized discussions. And if you think it's so integral to your right as a Texan or an Oklahoman to be able to have this right, now you have the ability to fight for it. And on the other end, you have the ability to fight for the fact that you think that the unborn have rights at a certain point, and this can be tested legally and we can begin to have a discussion. I think the only way that this moves, honestly, Al, I really do I think the only way that this moves is that it moves us a little bit closer together because now we can have individually what we want instead of being determined from this, the nine on high who have said, this is what it is. Right. And if we wanted to, which we could, because the Democrats have the ability to do it, we could have some sort of floor for abortion, but we don't. So does Frank Huerta living in the 1850s support slavery because it's a state's right to choose? Oh, that's that, that's such a, a terrible equivalent. And how is it not? It's a right. It's talking about rights, and then you're you're breaking it down to where it's up to each person in the state to decide. 
what they want to do. It, and, and really, it comes down to a person's right to choose for themselves what they should do. Well, of course, I don't, I don't approve of slavery in 1850. I just hope I don't. You know, I, and, and, and I really, I, I think yeah. it depends on where I was born. Honestly, if I'm born, right, if I'm yeah. born in Alabama in 1850, I probably support slavery. But okay, born in California, a liberal state, uh -huh. and you're not liberal. So abortion was illegal at the time that slavery was uh, ended. So, so think about like what an abortion would have been like at that time period. They were chopping people's arms and legs off when they got shot with with lead bullets. So yeah, well, no, abortion didn't exist at that time. Medicine was much different. I mean, I'm sure the abortion existed. One form or another, maybe not like organized and Planned Parenthoods, but like, yeah, not like we know it. Yeah, but but that's why you know what I'm saying. Now it's to the point where it's it's much more medically facilitated to where it's safe for the mom to go and get it. So okay, but it's her choice. Using that right. very same argument, using modern day science, we know exactly when the point of conception happens. Where we know exactly when life begins. We know when exactly all of what is made you today was determined. We know when that happens. You're saying and, at conception. At, right at conception. Matter of fact, you can look it up. As soon as the egg is fertilized by a sperm, there is a spark of light. Now that's metaphorical, but it's it's 100% scientifically true. And but we it, know that at that point, every single one of your chromosomes have been determined. But it can't be medically kept alive outside of the mother. And that is an arbitrary limit to when an abortion can or cannot happen determined by the Supreme Court. Right. Yeah. Which is silly. When did they become the, the people to make that decision? You know what I'm saying? And why viability outside the womb? Why is it that? Because if we can use everything we can in our medical grasp to try to keep that alive, that's a life. If it's not living, if it's not its own thing, the, the mother, that's why that's what the argument is, is that the mom would have say over what happens there. If it's, if it's not something that can be kept alive with the very best of the medicine that we have of the day. That's not a life. Which again is an arbitrary thing because what is the best medicine in Alabama and what is the best medicine in New York? That's why you have to federally standardize it. That's where you go. Thank you. Thank you. You do. But it's not Supreme Court's job to do. Because you're never gonna be able to get you're never gonna be able to get that that if you're using if you're using arbitrary terms like viability or the first trimester. And the only reason the first trimester was ever chosen because you can you can very easily cut up a uh pregnancy into three parts. Because it's nine months. So you say the first trimester. Okay, great. Based off what? I don't know. There's nine months of pregnancy. The first third of it, we don't want abortion. And then science progresses. And they say, ah, actually, maybe viability. So you push about 22 weeks. Why? Because well, they can they can exist outside the womb. So does that make it less of a person who's worth less rights or worth less defending? Well, that's what you're telling me, Supreme Court. But we have over half the states who have asked the Supreme Court to redact Roe v. Wade because their constituents are vehemently against it and they have no recourse. And so now we want to use the science argument. Well, we know exactly when a life starts because we have IVF and we can grow a baby outside of the womb. And the longer you grow it, the more it becomes a human outside of the womb. You can grow Correct. it. Correct. You can make it, you can recreate the conditions. You can grow an embryo and then you can put it inside of a host. So to me, it's like, well, there it is. That's a life because if it ends up turning, I mean, you've made it outside the womb and then you put it in the womb. But you can't remove it from the womb before... 24 weeks. Right. And, and again, an arbitrary. In those same conditions. And, yeah, but that's an arbitrary, it's an arbitrary limit. So, so I, and I'm not here, I'm not here saying that like abortion should be completely abolished because we know that life begins at concession. And that's not a religious argument, by the way, that is a scientifically, uh, a scientific argument that is agreed upon by a lot of people who are not religious. I'm not saying that. I'm saying if, if all of these things can be advanced upon over time, then these arbitrary limits set forth by the Supreme Court are silly and null and should be void and were, and it should be determined by the people. And I think that's the direction we're going. Now, I'm fucking not super big fan of throwing a couple cans of gasoline on the fire and saying that we should re-examine other cases that have to do with explicitly right-wing ideologies and, and determining whether or not they should be banned or not, even though the legal argument for it it's probably, you know, probably at least you, the argument being made is just, right? Like you, you can understand the argument. And, you know, I hate that that's ex that, that immediately they're like, yeah, we should probably like a gay marriage seal. Like, All right, buddy, come on. What the fuck? Like that is, that's terrible. But, you know, I, I think if you were to actually read this decision, not you, but just in general, maybe, maybe get a little bit more confidence about what's going on. And also maybe a little bit more hope about this is how things all things are decided. Why abortion is the exception, no one knows. Yeah, I see why they made the decision, but at the end of the day, I feel like I'd rather have it be them, a Supreme Court representing all of our nation, than the states on this issue. I really think that that really represents 
our country and, and what they're put there to do as the highest court in the land, to hear them be like, we're kind of sick of dealing with these cases is, is a little discouraging. I, I see why it happened. And now it, it's, I mean, it's no use kind of like sitting arguing about it. It's like, it's up to, like we're saying, the people in power to, to go ahead and try to put something into law. But to me, something like this, something like gay marriage, you know, that's something that should be decided by the highest court in the land and not left to states because you're not representing everyone the, the way that you should on a state level. If you were to use the same justification they use for Roe in this argument with Dobbs, then they could take it a step further and say the Constitution grants a, a right to life through, you know, X, Y, and Z. It's our determination that all life based off of current medical science is protected and that abortion is illegal. That's legitimately the same argument made for Roe on the other end. And they could have easily done that because they have the majority. So I'm saying... But Roe's, Roe's referencing a specific amendment, the 14th Amendment, and drawing from that... Yeah, but also in, in the Bill of Rights, you, you, have the, uh, you have the right to life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. So right. how could you and, and so how could you how could you not go to that and say well it says we have the right to life liberty and, and the pursuit of happiness and therefore we're we're going to uh, we're going to guarantee that even for the unborn because we know when a life begins scientifically we have enough data for that and um, we believe that we should protect the the right to life liberty and pursuit of happiness for all Americans, regardless of not, if they're born By disregarding the life, liberty, and happiness of the actual person giving the birth. I'm, I'm not, I'm not making the argument. I'm just saying. I, I know, using, but I'm saying that's, that's the oh, counter well, to sure. that argument. That, well, that sure. kills that argument right away. No, not really. The person that would harbor the life, there's, trumps it, obviously. Well, how? Legally how? That's what I'm saying. Like how, Legally, how, how is there a taxpaying American citizen? That baby what does has that never matter? paid any taxes because they're defended by the, the pop, the constitution and the country that they pay into, if nothing else. But you could, but you could still say that. But it doesn't matter because there's still a life. It doesn't matter if you pay tax or not. Who gives a shit? I'm just Social saying security their, number. their rights supersede the rights of, of someone that's not actually an American citizen that has nothing to do with this document yet. They're, they have no Social Security card. They're not an American citizen. Uh, maybe, but they are a life. Okay, but like you, you always say oh, we shouldn't go in and talk into other countries because it's not our, our thing to deal with. Those are people that are not American civilians. Those are not anything to do with us. That's that's. These babies, until they come here, might as well be in outer space. They yeah, are not American right. citizens, and and you're trumping the rights of people that are using that argument. That's not, that's that doesn't make sense. Uh, well, exactly, and that's what I'm. That's the whole point I'm trying to make. Roe didn't make sense in the context that it was that it was created. Yeah, they could have easily, given the fact that it's a conservative court, had made the de the declaration that the right to life exists pre birth, and that this is their decision, and now federally abortion is illegal. Do you get what I'm saying? I'm following. Yeah. yeah they following. they didn't, they, 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 but that didn't happen. It was, this right was created through this court. It was created through some pretty shoddy means. If you were to turn the tables and create it on the other end of the spectrum, then you could have abortion illegal for everybody. This wasn't in that decision, but I'm just, I'm just saying. So they're giving that, they're giving all this decision to the people. But the argument that was made in their decision passed seven to two, like it was a it, it made sense at the time, and, and it, it seemed to be a, something that was backed, at least by the people that were in, in power at that point, on the court, you know? So it was it passed overwhelmingly. You're right. Just like this one did, 6-3. I think you could look at it, and, and, and you could say that, that the, the right that it granted wasn't wrong, right? But the, the way that it's progressed and the way that it's been measured through the court is arbitrary silly is based in almost nothing and it, it grants this right and 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 leaves everybody else's um arguments thrown out the window and and to me it's like well that's not one that's not their job two that's not right and uh you know i would have just as much of a problem with it if they were to go back and 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 fully say you can't have an abortion at all because the right to life exists within that unborn child. And as soon as you see a heartbeat, that is a life. And so we're going to protect it. Now there are some States that are saying that I don't, mm -hmm. I don't agree almost at all, but they have the right to say it and it sucks, but it's, it just is, it just, it just is. And I, 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 I just, I, I don't know, man, I take a, I take a little bit of heart just knowing that it's operating in the way it was designed. The, yeah. You're saying the country and the constitution. And yes. The yes. I, yeah. I just, I, and I know it's such a terrible juxtaposition with what's going on right now. Um, but, but it's true because like I said, take a look at the polls, 
Over 60% of Americans think that this is a bad idea. Over 60% of Americans think that women should have a right to choose. Over 60% of Americans think that abortion after the first or before the first trimester is okay. But nowhere in the Supreme Court's ruling on the right to an abortion, nor in any legislation that's been passed federally has reflected that. So, I mean, it's out there. We know what the people want. Maybe it's they're timing it up so that it's uh, kind of like ramps people up the next few years to think more liberally towards that election. Maybe. I, I, maybe they'll try to push this to where it's like an actual thing that Congress is voting on next year and it's fresh in our memories for 2024 re-election. I, I don't know. Yeah. I've seen a bunch of memes. Um, I saw one with like Joe Biden and he was like holding a dumbbell and he was on the phone talking to the Pope and he was like, it's all good. They still think I'm a Democrat. Oh my God. <laughs> I thought that was pretty funny. Wow. And then there's like a bunch of people tweeting about, uh, about um, abstinence in protest of Roe v. Wade going down and a bunch of right-wing Twitter accounts are, you know, like kind of making fun of it. Cause it's like, oh, you're, you're now an a- accidentally a Catholic. Yeah. Right. <laughs> I, right. I just, I just, I don't know, man, if you can't laugh, it's not yeah, funny. Nothing about it's funny, do. but did you see the, uh, the, just while we're talking Biden and how great he is, the list that he got caught for having the other day. No. So one, he fell off his bike, which was hilarious. And if it was Donald Trump or any other, old person i'd be laughing as well but well it's hilarious now but when i first saw that i don't know about you i was genuinely concerned i was not i was laughing my ass dude off. that's fatal for people their age like he fell off a bike i was like oh shit dude if the that's a hit he's it, gone he was at a full stop <laughs> yeah that's true <laughs> he's at a full stop it's not like he was riding a bike and like hit something and spun off the bike motherfucker made a full stop and still lost his balance and fell that's hilarious yeah it was pretty but he got caught last week he was having a presser or something and uh, at one point he like held up his note cards and I don't know if he was like showing it to the crowd to be funny or something or whatever, but they, someone took a picture obviously when he did that and zoomed in and, and put it up and it was basically step-by-step instructions for how that entire interaction was going to go. It would say oh, wow. bolded points and it said, you walk into the room and sit down at the desk. You say hi yeah, to the people in the room. Mm-hmm. Then press comes in. You acknowledge the press. They will ask a few questions, two to three minutes. You will ask this person this question. And it's just like, boom, 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 boom. Like, just like, this is how this interaction is going to go, Joe. Mm. Don't fucking, like, this is your script. And it's just like. You know, uh, I'm never going to advocate for, like, the, the, the censorship of any information. If anybody wants to publish anything they come across, I say, you're in the right place for that. However, I don't know how much more good can come from us further embarrassing this man like that. Just for like the country as a whole, it's just like we okay, we get it, but this is kind of bordering on like uh, I don't know, man. Like who's nah? The U.S. Because military is is what's going to stop it. I was to say, what's to stop anybody from starting some shit with us? The strongest military the world's ever seen. That is what. But I don't know, man. It's like, ugh, God, it's just always such a bad look, and I'm just I'm like embarrassed, but also like concerned. You know, but it's, it's like the any, result of the democratic process, Frank. It is. It is. Same way. It's a results result. have elections. Have we, is that what we were told? <laughs> results, results have elections. Have elections. <laughs> elections have results. No, I've said it like three times. Are you stroking? <laughs> <laughs> oh, but, goodness yeah, gracious. Look, check it out. Business Insider has an article about it, but it's it's you can kind of see it zoomed in. You just always see you really big and, and all caps. And it's just like, sit down, say this. You do that. It's just like. The man needs step-by-step instructions on how to be a president. And Good can't night. balance standing straight up on a bike. Come on, man. <sighs> Come on, man. Not oh. a joke. All right. We should get out of here and do do our daily chores or whatever we got to do. Um, Anything else? Yeah, man. You know, uh, uh, just love somebody today. You know, I, it's sad. It sucks for everybody and. I don't know, man. I still kind of believe in the general good. I, honestly, I think we're we're way more on the same page than we're not here. I really do. I, I agree. I, 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 you know, the the extremes and the, the rhetoric and all that, I mean, just find a way to tune it out. Read it, but but just know in your heart who you are and, and just choose love, man. Lead with love and that's going to look different for everybody, but keep some space in your heart for for folks you don't agree with and, and just give a little grace sometimes, you know, I don't think anyone's out for your blood. I really don't. And, uh, we don't all um, have to agree on the same things either. I don't think we do. Like we just had, a, I mean, I wouldn't say we had an argument, but we, we disagreed. We certainly don't agree on it case. on this. And I still love you. 
maybe not as much as I love these honey roasted peanuts, but I have a very large love for these in my life. So, well, no matter how low the bar is, Al, it's, a, <laughs> it's good to be loved. <laughs> oh, and we also love our sponsor, Gun Barrel Coffee. Drinking a good, smooth cup of coffee is a treat all by itself, but when you can do that and help American heroes, it makes it that much better. Gunbrow Coffee is proud to donate $1 from every single item purchased to veterans and first responder charities all across our country. And the way that they do this is that they offer 14 different blends and roasts, which you could get in either whole bean, ground, or single-serve pods. And right now, as a friend of this ship, you can use the promo code FNH10, and you will save 10% at checkout when you buy their products at gunbrowcoffee.com. That is promo code FNH10. We'd love to get those guys on soon. I think it'd be a very interesting conversation as they are, a few of them are veterans. Gun Barrel Coffee, damn good coffee, damn good cause. You said it. Uh, if you'd like to reach out to us uh, about anything that we said today or anything that you'd like to hear, uh, you can go ahead and shout us out on Twitter at FriendshipNH, on Instagram and TikTok, same handle, at FriendshipNewsHour, and uh, send us an email, bummerdude.media at gmail.com. That's bummerdude.media at gmail.com. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you next time.